footy live in 4K Ultra HD, only on Foxtel. Berwick BMW, sale event on tomorrow till Sunday. Rotoflex by Blunston, stability meets the freedom to move. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. There he is. That's the uh, that's the captain of Australia whistling in the background because he's as happy as lark. We are down here at Kidinia Park on a stinking hot that, that late summer day uh, mm. for eight 30-minute periods of football. Good luck to the Hawthorne and Geelong blokes today, Keith. We're going to be out there. Uh, their first hit out. They're pent up. They're ready to go. They're like three-year-old colts clawing at the ground, waiting to get out there and run over fast over 1,200 metres. Not all of them. No, we saw a couple of wily veterans on the way A couple of veterans in. just pacing their way through it and saying, hey, we'll, let, we'll leave this stuff to the young fellas just to sort themselves out. And uh, we'll just sit back and have a look. And then when the more when they get the word simulation out of the preseason game, that's when they'll participate. So no names, no pactrol. But of those uh, veterans that we did have a quick chat to on the way in, what are you out of a hundred being just need to play and desperate to, and zero being no interest? What do you reckon their interest levels were uh, about playing here today? Point five. <laughs> Hey, no interest at all. No, uh, they're I tell you what, training they hard and they look fit. Fit is ridiculously fit. There's no not issues. a drip of no. excess baggage anywhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. It's uh, quite extraordinary that the way in which they do prepare. And uh, I think at this stage of the season, Andy, they're just grateful to get through unscathed because well, it yes. is a very, very arduous uh, pre-season campaign that most of the programs put the, their players through. And to come through without any major injury concerns, albeit that Hawthorne have suffered ever so slightly along the way, ever so slightly. Ever but, so slightly, um, yep. But I think uh, they'll be looking forward to getting out here and playing eight quarters of footy. No, eight, no not eight quarters. No, I oh, need sorry, to just pull you periods. up on that. You know I'm a stickler for yeah, eight periods. Thank you very much. So there's a couple of key players not... Per- but we're not allowed to call the action here today. That'll what? really we're not allowed to call like call play by play, but we can Why certainly because yeah, I don't know. We're allowed to tell you what's going on without right. calling the actual action. But there's some there's some serious talent unavailable today. Uh, Tom Hawkins, who might be joining us up for here for a chat. Gary Rowan, Mitch Duncan, and the Cats amongst a few others, and at the Hawks, Luke Bruce, number one draft pick Cam McKenzie won't be there. Mitch Lewis and uh, Cooper Stevens, the former Cat, former first round draft pick. Uh, won't be playing today after uh, suffering a concussion. Can hey, Andy, I, I've, I've done a count. Oh, hello. And, and hello. we've been given the list. But uh, I'm looking at the Hawthorne list. If you're playing eight quarters, uh, I can only not count playing eight, quarters. eight periods. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. If you're playing eight periods. <laughs> I won't do it again. No, no. I promise. I can only count 29 players on the Hawthorne 29, list. 29-34 on the Cats. 29 players to play eight periods. Yes, correct. Some of the players are going to do some very heavy lifting. Well, we spoke to Sam Butler yesterday, and he's expecting to play all eight periods. Uh, Are the eight periods uh, of the... Is it like a shortened... Third frame? Third high minutes. So 30, not... I don't need to be time on. No time on. No, no, no. So kick a a couple of footies in. You need a breather. Just kick a couple of footies into the construction. That's a lot of... Just kick a couple of feet wow. into the construction zone and hopefully it takes about two minutes for the ball to and, come back. And unfortunately, the uh, the newsstand's not going to be ready for the start of the season. No, they were no, hoping no. around about May, but unless there is some serious, serious additions done by May, I can't see this. Uh, I think that'd be... I'm no construction guru, Andy, but I'm suggesting that uh, it's it'd have to fall in the unlikely category that they're going to see any sort of spectators in that stand this season, do you think? Unlikely would be a fair guesstimate, I reckon. Because there is still a considerable amount of work to be done. 
Having said that, you're, you're right. They can whip them up pretty so, quick. Well, we they? can ask Steve, Steve Hocking, the CEO of the Cats, is going to join us. Damien Hardwick's going to join us to follow up. I had to leave earlier today. I was driving home to another function that well, I had to go to and wouldn't have got there on time because we were in Mornington at any time fitness yesterday. It was fantastic. Uh, I was listening to your interview, uh, you and Julio, with uh, the um, cannabis, the, the James, Dr. Dame, James Stewart, the yes. medicinal cannabis expert. And, of course, it is Medinis, Medicinal Cannabis Awareness Week. Uh, to wit, Damien Hargwick is going to be joining us. Mm. Um, very interesting. It is interesting. Very, and you're a man who's got some body issues at the moment, wear and tear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, but oh, I'm not functioning in other areas. Most other areas, <laughs> that, okay. But The you know. thing is, is Andy, is that... Are you, uh, are you a perchance to use this stuff? Oh, I'm stage? willing to try it. Absolutely, right. I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm not into the puff, puff, give type. I, I, I'm more into the, the put-it-under-the-tongue gel that doesn't ooh, make you go a bit coco-loco. <laughs> I'm not into that. But I am into... Well, apparently, allegedly. Why does it I've make never you go coco-loco? Have you ever done it? You've done it before. Oh, well, we don't have to discuss that. Oh, man, sorry, but I've never like... done it before, but I have uh, seen it. The stench is not nice either. So, I think it smells quite nice. No, actually. it doesn't. Okay. Um, so what um, what I think is is anything that can help, particularly when you've got uh, individuals that have put their body through some pretty tough tests over the journey. Yeah, true that. There is a bit of wear and tear yeah. that uh, modern medicine hasn't. Well, that I guess that is modern medicine, isn't it? Well, I think it's relevant. Well, who knows? It's probably ancient medicine. But traditional medicine. What was once? Yeah, that's right. It's sort of come back, and it's back in vogue now. Yeah, the there would have been a stigma back in the day, I reckon, attached to the old. Med- and I'm sure you would have. You asked. I didn't hear the whole interview last night, but you would have asked uh, Dr. Jimmy Stewart yep. yesterday whether there was a stigma attached once upon a time to medicinal cannabis. Oh, of course there yeah, is. Yeah, and, what and I think say? there still is. And right. we actually delved into the uh, whole uh, what, the legalities of it. Well, in, in regards to uh, performance enhancing. Now, we gave it an pardon? answer. Well, well, not, I shouldn't say performance. Performance enhancing? As I in, would have thought about it. The, the traditional reaction. substance for, for elite athletes. That was for many, oh, many under the illicit and I, and I don't. Yeah. I think even yeah. now, Andy, uh, I think there would be some sanctions, wouldn't there be? Yeah, there, well, no, there would be. You'd need uh, approval. Written approval. Yeah, that sort of stuff, I think, mm. for this sort of thing. So, anyway, Dim is going to join us. We'll obviously ask him about that, and he can give us uh, his... Uh, personal, um, you know, recommendation or, or not, whichever I think is probably going to be a recommendation. I suppose yep. you'll be pretty positive about it. Plenty of footy to talk to you. Rob McCartney's going to join us well, the Hawthorne uh, footy boss, uh, to come up and have a chat about what they're hoping to get out of this today and how the list is uh, and the pre-season's progressing. So there's all of that. Make sure you join in, one 736 736 Ace Gutters, uh, this the trade out. Trade out for Ace Gutters, Australian May Built to Last. Hey, Andy, the other, the other thing that's bouncing around There's a lot now, of stuff bouncing around, Keith. And, and uh, a bit to do with what's going on there in Tasmania. Now, I've read a report that said that the AFL is prepared to prepare, uh, prepared to commit a very, very large uh, sum of money. Well, we're still... Are we, as we go to air, oh. are we still... No, 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 oh, you're right. But can I just early, No, 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 that's the report. It's been 360 widely, mil. Over 10 years. Correct. We're waiting... The confirmation is... Because we've been quite but busy But is that, Andy, what I wanted to seek your yes, clarification, please. that 360, that, that is uh, on top of a venue. It's not... So, to help so, with the venue. So, is it? 15. The AFL is only committing. When I say only, of the commitment to the stadium build, 15 million of that right. is coming from the AFL. 85 million from the private sector. Uh, the Liberal state government in Tassie has committed 375 to it. They need the rest to come from the Fed. So it's about another it's about three, 240 mil. They need from 240 the from the Fed. Yeah. And they, I think they're the all the all the all the um, you know all the. The mail coming out of Canberra is that Anthony Albanese and his crew are 
more than, more than less likely to come to the party, even though these are tough economic well, times, brother. Oh, I and 240 million, when I last checked, 240 million is a lot of money. It's a lot of loot. Uh, the thing that I read into this, and there'd be so much right. of a political games going on, Andy, that, that we mere mortals probably don't have... We would have a very small amount of information of how these political so games true. go on. But here's the thing. So I true. read this as Gillan McLaughlin announcing the $360 million, of which only the 15 mil is for the venue. I read to this well, as if to say, well, here you go, uh, Federal Labor. Here you go. We're, this is how committed we are, and he puts a number of $360 yep. million yep. associated with it to show their, their commitment. It's almost... I, I might be reading between the lines here, but I took it as uh, now it's over to you. I think that's it. We're, we're yeah. all ready to go. And, and this is how ready we are. Only, 360 yep. million bucks worth, yep. which is by, by any sporting organisation's uh, capacities here in this country, a lot of money. So, so, that, so that's 36 million a year. That's how you work it out. 360 million over 10. That's 36 million a year. That would put the AFL spend on Tassie uh, in terms of what is on the books with GWS and Gold Coast, that would have it uh, significantly more than the annual spend on those two clubs. So that $36 million a year over yep. 10 from the AFL goes to the development of the club, community football, and that tiny bit goes into the stadium as well. So there's, there's all of that to look forward to. As we said, Gil McLaughlin, as far as I'm aware, please let me know if that is, isn't the case. But I don't think he's formally committed, uh, Andy, that, but they're waiting for that down in Tassie uh, as we go to where. I, I think uh, our audience has a full understanding of where your, your you know, political leanings might Oh, well, don't assume anything, Kelly. That's all I'd say. Well, about that. You'd, just be silly, you'd be silly to assume anything. That, that perhaps, but you know? can I ask you? Uh, would you be supportive of uh, the federal government tipping in the two forty, two fifty type range Look, in order to get this venue it, done? Yeah, well, yes, because I'm a sports fan, mm. and yes, because I want to see a Tasmanian footy team uh, exist. And if it's dependent on the stadium, then mm. uh, then I'd like to think that um, the ROI as you like to talk about, because you're a businessman, you know, the guy's shoe range is yes. just... Return on investment. That's right. is really sort of um, shoehorning its way yes. into the global footwear market with, like, rumblings being felt amongst the major shoe suppliers around the globe. Congratulations to everyone involved in the guys. Good afternoon to, to Big W. We can pick on, up for $39, $34 for the kids. But anyway... But I think, the, I think what, they're, what they're clearly trying to do here mm. is... Uh, create a hub, an entertainment hub. It's much so we, we focus on the Tassie footy team, and that's what we look at. But this is way more than that. Oh, 100 percent. It's is. way more than that. And, it is. And the the uh, clearly all the data that they've, uh, the you know, projections and the forecasting and the futures and all of that sort of stuff would suggest that. And the AFL is very clever, Keith. Mm. Very look at what they've done with Docklands. They are very very clever. Brilliant. Very very clever. Who knows what their long term strategy is here? Mm. Very clever and deserve all the uh, compliments that we can hand out to them. But yes. by the same token, they have been incredibly gifted in regards to support. We're going to get to a break. Ron McCartney's going to join oh, us okay. next. Can I just get one, three, four? The question yesterday that was lingering after we did the nucleus. Uh, and the question was, why haven't you got Will Phillips in, who's played 16 games, has taken number three as part of North's nucleus, if you're prepared to put yes. Sam McKenzie in? The question is... You've had time to think about it. The question is a very valid one. And, of course, Will Phillips... Is in. He, he, is in. He has to be... Well, you had a North. question mark. Over. I did, I, but I went home last night and I, I just needed to refresh 
my, my Will with Phillips in my own brain. Clips. I went, looked at the data. Yeah. And, and the, so one, three, four, you're 100% right. Hopefully you're still listening. Uh, you, you're, you, I'm glad you straightened me up. And Will Phillips is part of North Melbourne's nucleus mm. of their next premiership, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, don't forget the very BMW sale event on tomorrow until Sunday. It is absolutely huge. Yes. We're here for Rotoflex at Blunston. Foxtel, a footy in 4K Ultra. And the good team at Berwick BMW. Magnificent Abbey Company this Thursday afternoon. It is a warm day down here at Kidinia Park, GMHBA Stadium, just to balmy. keep the sponsors happy. No, it's worse than balmy. It's warmer than balmy, I reckon. It's gone past balmy. What's after balmy? Warm. It's warm. It's, it's ver- verging on it's hot. It's more than warm. It'd be boiling hot if you're playing Barmy's 40 ahead of warm. No, balmy. Oh, yeah, maybe. It's beyond Barmy anyway. Right. Rob McCartney doesn't need to waste his time listening okay. to this sort of stuff. The oh, I don't know. Hawthorne footy manager who's got... Well, 28 now. We thought there were 29 taking part in the first four periods today before the next four, but thanks for coming up and having a chat. We just found out that one of the frontliners won't be playing here. Well, another one of the frontliners won't be playing here this afternoon. Yeah, young young Chankwath Jyth, um will not play today. He pulled up a little bit sore from our main training session in the calf, so not a strain or anything like that, but it's just not at this time of the year worth taking the risk. He's a player who's had a great pre-season. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's in ripping Nick. Um, he's ready to, to play some good footy. But we found out last year we raced him to the line for round one. He had a great first five rounds. Yep. Then tapered a little bit and then was injured at the end of the year. We want to make sure that this kid um, gets every chance to be what we think he can be. And that's a player who at some stage wins an All-Australian. And, and have you got the balance right? Because you, I guess it's one of those ones you, you really only know in hindsight how your preparation has been. But with such a, a young group, I'd imagine that there'd be a, a higher than normal volume of work you need to get in. And because of the age profile and the experience profile of your team, would that be fair to say? Yeah, well, I reckon they're doing a bit more than you, Gazy. So that's a very accurate looking at you. No, it's a very uh, accurate. On a it's a very accurate observation. I know you're looking pretty tidy, <laughs> but I'm happy to go down and give me thirty. I'm not sure you. We need the Micah unit on standby. If you had to go down and give us. I know 30. who I'm backing. Yeah, so look, we've been really, we have been really lucky. Um, Peter Burge has come into into the footy club and and his knowledge of preparing a group mm. to play the the brand that Sam wants to play yep. um, is really really strong because it's not dissimilar to to the Richmond brand when you know they were saluting at the end of the season in September so we want to be a really hard running side um, one that then gets to the contest and competes with vigor uh, and he's preparing them in that mm. manner but he's not preparing them for the first time because he's done that at Richmond over a, a decade and and produce players and athletes who can do that. So, yeah, we're seeing some some really good signs. We've got numbers obviously now where we can see what they do in training and and those volumes are up. Mm. Speed's really strong in our our training program and yeah, they're ready to to get a bit of a sniff at the best side in the mm. comp of last year. So, weren't we lucky to get that one, eh? Hey? How much vigor? How much vigor? Because we're all hearing it. We and it's easy to draw a line from the two scuffles you've had at training that have been spoken about, but. There are people at other clubs who have watched your training who are saying that she's going at a pretty high intensity and there's a lot of aggression about the way Hawthorne's going about it in the lead-up. Yeah, look, I think there's a couple of things with that. We're a young group, youngest, I think, in the competition. Yep. Yes. And they're, they're capable of obviously producing things that an older group can't. I can remember coming into yeah. to Hawthorne you know, at the end of 14 into 15 and seeing how they train them. At different times, they'd lift the bar and, and they'd they would compete with a similar vigour, but they didn't need to because of their age. They'd actually shown that and proven that, and mm. they were really comfortable that when they needed to show it on game day, they would. Well, this group, 
there learning it. Yeah. So yeah. just like you learn a lot of things in the game, and, and that could be just the technique of, of kicking the ball well or mm. delivering it by hand, you've got to learn the technique of yeah. getting a little bit physical at different times before you actually mm. have to do it against a hostile opposition. Absolutely, and uh, Hawks fans are keen, as uh, is Jason, uh, to see uh, Cam McKenzie. Now, we spoke beforehand, but he's not suiting up today. What's the uh, issue there? Yeah, Cam played in our intra-club match and, and did really well. Um, first possession uh, from, from stoppages was, was a highlight of his game last Wednesday, Thursday. Um, but sadly for him, he copped a corky in the, the first 10 minutes of the game. What we do like is his ability to play that game out, um, but mm. it just bled a little bit. And mm. as we know, that goes down a little bit lower in the leg and you come a little bit stiff. So... Look, he'll play. We'll give him some minutes definitely when we go over to, to Launceston next week and, and play the Pies. So he'll get a chance to push his claims for round one in, in that game. The mob you're playing here today, and it's, we understand what it is, it's very much an early season trial game. But when you looked at you look at all the... When you looked at what they did last year from a list and an age profile, did it raise your eyebrows? Um, oh, look, it, it is against the trend because, mm. you know, Obviously, um, we tried to do that probably after 15, tried yep. to hold on and, and do it with a group that did age together. But, look, I think can't underestimate too. Well, they had the, that age group of, of players who obviously were 30-plus. They still had a, a group of young players yeah. who, was, who were coming through as well. And what we didn't have, we didn't have the top end anymore that we needed to be able to really compete and go deeper in finals with mm. our older players. So we just had to start, start again yep. and... We're really happy with the, the the progress of the group last year. You know, we found a number of players in Newcomb and and Moore really did develop as as a player. Lewis really had a, a breakout season. You know, Chenquath was was a player that we saw enough that we think if we could make it to grand final day, he'd be a pretty good player. Uh, we have to find the same again yeah, this year. Yep, I, yeah, and yep. Sam Mitchell actually was very bold in coming out and believes that uh, he's. We've got the nucleus. Got you excited. That got the nucleus. I heard you talking about this yesterday. For a premiership, uh, that, that for a premiership team. Now we spitballing it came up with twelve. We thought that that a nucleus would be re represented by twelve players. What would you put down as the required number to justify the nucleus of a premiership team? How many? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say, you know, you're an astute judge. I reckon it'd be around 12. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, no. Fist bump in the studio. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I was just blocking nah, numbers out. I think, I think that's exactly the, mm. the approach that we've looked at, though. Like, you know, we go back even a couple of years and we we start this this strategy to build the next premiership for this footy club. And, and I keep saying when I get the chance to, to speak that our football club isn't a club that's just happy to make finals, mm. maybe just compete in one and fall out, maybe win one and, and then go mm. backwards the next year. We're a club that... Dynasties. You know, since the 60s. <laughs> that's what we do. Since the 60s. Dynasties. Of, well, <laughs> I'm going to muck around with the ones and twos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Karen. I don't. I don't reckon I need to. I don't need to pump it up. No, no, you don't. Already... Studio, Casey. <laughs> you don't. Um, but yeah, look, we we are trying to build that next bit of success for the for the football club. And Sam would be saying, okay, you know, when he started, he probably could see four or five that he felt were part of that group, and he he probably feels that he found six or seven more last year, and he needs to find another four or five in 23, and then the mm. next four or five, and then, you know, we've we've been pretty strategic about our spend through TPP, we'll have a chance in a few years' time to, to target players when our time comes and we get a bit closer and 
just as you know Richmond yeah. did with with Lynch and Geelong did with with Cameron and and others. Yep. Um, be in the position to to make those decisions when you're close enough to really go deep into September. So, so don't let me rain on your parade. I don't think you're going to win the flag in 2023. So I'm not going to shut the door on it. But So given all the stuff that you've said and what Sam's spoken about, will you? does that mean you'll be particularly conservative with Mitch Lewis this year? Yeah, look, well, not conservative. We, Careful. we, we look after all our players in yep. the sense that um, we make sure that, that they're rehab. And I think this is one thing that, you know, while our position on the ladder mightn't have been... Um, as glowing last year in terms of, you know, 14th or whatever it was, our medical team, I reckon, in the top four. Yeah, um, right, yeah. And, and over a long journey, they've been able to, to really acknowledge the, the injury of the player, the stage of the player's career, yep. and put in a program that allowed them to come back and then, you know, really go about their, their craft as quick as they can. Oh, okay. Good luck today. I, I, know, I know you could talk, you two could talk for a long time, okay? So that's a good thing. I know, yeah. <laughs> You bounce, personally, you bounce back too after the little drive by on the way through. Thanks for coming up. Fireball Friday. If that doesn't just the very title of what well, they... they went did. to the audience. They, I think they went to the audience and uh, they got a whole bunch of suggestions. And uh, that's what they come up with. Makes you want to listen, doesn't it? Mm. How's that apple going too, by the way? <laughs> Hawthorne supporters, one three hundred seven three six seven three. We've got a couple of minutes before we have to get to a break. Steve Hocking, the CEO of the Cats, going to join us in a moment. We only scratched the surface, obviously, with, with Rob McCartney. He only had seven or eight minutes with him. But did you hear anything in there that you like the sound of? Are you, are you, how prepared to buy in from a patient's perspective are you as a supporter? Because this is the big test. And actually, they won a few couple of games more than I think I, a lot of people thought. I agree time. with that. So if they don't meet that, if from just from a pure win-loss perspective mm. this year, right? So Rob McCartney, take, key takeaway there, one of them is let's find four or five others. We found four or five last year, mm-hmm. Nucleus. Let's find four or five more in 2023. We want to be competitive. Mm-hmm. We want to be vigorous. We want to be hard at it. We want to compete. All of that stuff, right? But... If if you don't get eight wins, this, say it's say it's five, say it's say it's on the win loss mm-hmm. ratio, it's, it's poor. But you do Which find most it, people think it will be. Are you going to cop that as a Hawthorne supporter? Uh, do you reckon Hawthorne supporters yeah. are in on this journey that this footy club is pretty clearly sold? I think so. I think when you're actually living it week in week out during the rigors of a season, it can be uh, it can be awkward. Correct. But I think if you Given that it's been stated and you've seen some of the decisions that has been made to release some really good high-profile players that are not going to be, or they've determined are not going to be there for the next premiership, I think you, you've got to buy in. Yeah. And, it's uh, yeah, you're going to have to do some hardship. And without sounding overly arrogant about it all, they've got the good fortune of relatively... Uh, recent success. That helps. And that the helps. clubs trust that don't me. have trust that... Me. Trust me, that correct. helps. Exactly. Trust so, me. I hear. So you're more prepared to buy into that and to do a bit of hardship along the way when you've had that long-term sustained success mm. for a long period of time that has resulted in the ultimate prize, then you're prepared to, to go along for the journey. But I can understand that is not going to be a set of circumstances that all clubs are faced with. Are afforded that luxury. No, they're no, not. Spot on, spot on. And the coach is relatively new in his tenure. He's a, you know, he's a champion player of the club. 
Um, he's. I don't think he. They're all in on him. Let's, uh, yeah, let's be honest. Well, I think that's right. Mm. And, and I'm not. I don't, I'm not just falling for the former champion player of the club thing. Mm. I think Sam Mitchell is a different type of character. Mm. He. I don't think Sam Mitchell worries about the noise. I, I don't think he's that type. I'd, I wouldn't profess to know him particularly mm. well, well but he's knows? always struck me as being the sort who, you know, they say, oh, we don't read the papers yeah. and I don't listen to the radio and all that. Oh, I reckon a lot of them he's... do. I reckon a lot of them do. But I don't mm. know whether Sam Mitchell is that. Now, if, it, if it, the walls close in and mm. we're another half a season in after this coming still one... Still a bit of a honeymoon period he's That's going right. Through. Then it might start to get mm. a bit... Uh, the ice start, might start to get a bit thinner. Yeah. But for the time being, um, I reckon... I reckon he's got his eyes. Oh, oh, oh. He's got that tunnel vision about him. Yeah. And he's got his eyes on the big prize. Well, the way I see it is, and I know exactly what you're talking about with Sam Mitchell. You know I, what I mean? I think you're, you're spot on. But perhaps another way to describe it, and this will sound incredibly harsh, when you use the word narcissistic, it's, it's it has really negative connotations. Yes, it does. But you kind of got to have a little bit of that when you're the coach. You've got to have this self-belief and that, no, 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 this is... I'm going to, I know what's right. I'm going to get the players to get to this destination that I need them to get to. And it's going to be a pretty narrow. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to get, the outside noise is not correct. going to worry me. Because I'm, I'm a bit narcissistic. You might say that. You might chip in here. Yes. Right, yes, people might say this on the talk radio or on the tally. Correct. Someone might write a column. I'm not going to be bothered at that, that because I mind. know everything. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to get a break out of the way. The other mob down here, this has become a magnificent sporting organisation, a sensational football club. The CEO of the Geelong Footy Club, Steve Hawking, is going to join us yes. after the break. Coming to you from GMHBA Stadium today, Kidinia Park, for those old-timers in the audience like me who like calling those grounds the things that we grew up with. It's a great time to be a Geelong supporter. They're hoping for 90,000 people against Collingwood at the MCG opening round of the season. Tickets went on sale at tickettech.com.au yesterday. Uh, the footy club's aiming for 80,000 members this year. The CEO, Steve Hocking, has been good enough to join us. 80,000 members. When you were playing down here, if you had said, somebody had said you were a chance to get 80,000 members this year, what would you have said to them? Well, uh, back then, Andy, thanks for having me on, uh, and Gazy. Um, yes. I used to wander out of the players' race here and actually see all the cars travel past in Marlborough Street. Right. <laughs> so it's changed a fair bit. Um, you know, when we look out across this stadium now, it's quite extraordinary um, where it's, uh, what it's grown to, really. It's, it's a credit to um, state government, local council, all of our communities as well. You know, everyone's going to benefit from this incredible facility. How has it become... The old handbags and sleepy hollows when we grew up, and the, and it was a, it was a club that was easy to ridicule for some. Yeah. It's now become one of the most sought after destination clubs in the AFL. How, how has that happened? Look, I, I think we've been really fortunate over a period of time. We've had stable leadership. I think that's been yep. a key part of it. We've obviously had some really influential leaders across that time as well. You think about, um, you know, I go back to Frank Coster and um, even you know, b beyond that, uh, Ron Hovey, who mm. was um, present here for about 18 years, and the likes of the Gorell family as well. You know, there's been a lot of contributors over a long period of time, and then it, it passed hands to Frank, and then from Frank it went to Colin Carter, and now it's passed hands to Craig Drummond. Like, all those people are incredibly successful people in business. And Frank was Frank really, I think, took us back to a very much a community club, mm. and and I think we dropped a lot like um, an anchor back into community here, and off the back of that, um, yeah, Frank's 
uh, worked at a level which was um, business right across the world. So whilst Frank was always accessible as a person, um, business acumen was just exceptional. Mm. So you know he, he understood about high performance. Mm. He then goes and secures Brian Cook, and mm. Brian's you know that emerging CEO from West Coast that's been very successful over there, won a couple of premierships, and he, he transfers that across to here. And uh, yeah, we've just been able to build build off that. Um, and from a, you know, to answer your question appropriately, we, we do run a different program here. Mm, it mm. is we have the ability for our players to move around and roam um, within the region differently to, you know, being in Melbourne, right in the heart of a city, which is at times hard to get around. Yeah. And uh, yeah. The, the thing I've noticed too coming here, and I only saw it on television last year, this empty void at the end of the yes. the, uh, the field. It's progressed. It has progressed significantly. Mm-hmm. But is it one that uh, how quickly is it going to take? I know we're speaking uh, off air a little earlier. You we're hoping it by May. Uh, from what I'm seeing here, with absolutely no qualifications whatsoever, you are a snowflake's chance of getting that up by the end of this, getting people sitting in and watching footy uh, by the end of the season, I would have thought. Well, we would like a bit more progression, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to say, guys. Um, look, the, the, uh, the builder has had some challenges around um, weather events um, you know, prior to Christmas and, uh, and also just some supply um, issues. And, and that's right across any... Yeah. Any building site um, right across the country, let alone overseas. Um, but look, it's 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 going to be just incredible for uh, the region here. I mean, we, we were fortunate uh, this time last year. Uh, the stadium hosted the Foo Fighters, and, yeah. and and you know we filled it with I think it was nearly forty thousand people. Yeah. So it's very exciting as to what um, the region's going to be able to access once it's completed. And people talk. There's people in cricket circles that are talking about you'll get a BBL team for down here permanently at some stage. So it becomes one of those multi-purpose venues, which, yeah, kind of, that's the whole Tassie thing at the moment, right? It has to be more than a footy ground. Yeah, it's, as the saying goes, you build and they will come. Mm. And and for us, um, you know, this this has been a bit of a fortress for us down here for a long period of time. And it's the dimension of the ground. It's yeah. all of that. Yeah. It's the fact you've got to travel over the Westgate and have your paper stamped as you come <laughs> yes. over. Um, it's all of that. Yeah. It, it yeah. adds to it. Yeah, yeah it does. And well, when you say build it and they will come, I'd imagine that uh, on that as being the foundation or the philosophy, uh, a bit of news today with what's going on in Tasmania. Uh, where, where do you sit and where does this club sit in regards to the AFL's investment and when you see a big number like 360 million thrown around, that's a huge, huge investment. Do you, are you supportive of what the AFL is trying to do and get a team down in Tassie? Could be more supportive, Gazi. Yeah, the um, the board here, led by Craig Drummond, um, the club overall, we're very supportive. We we think it it would just be exceptional for Tasmania. If you think about uh, you know where we're located, it's not too different as far mm-hmm. as Tassie goes. So we're talking Hobart. Um, the stadium piece is, is really important because you want the complete experience. So there's thousands of people that travel every weekend. Mm. They get on planes. They, mm. get, on, they get on ships and, and sail down to, to Tassie. And, you know, I think if they get their own licence, um, you know, we will applaud it. Mm. Um, I think it'll be a really good addition. Uh, the difference is, you know, a lot of people sort of reference... Gold Coast and GWS and those markets, the Tassie market, they're rusted on football mm. people. There's been an incredible amount of talents come out of there over the years and we need to, uh, uh, you know, our, our view here is we need to get back to um, you know, not ignoring um, yeah. that, that area and actually welcome them in and not only welcome them in, 
do exactly what the AFL's doing. Just wrap our arms around and give them every opportunity to succeed. Mm. The competition will be better for it. John C, Steve Hocking, joining us for a chat. Outside of getting the stadium finished, what's your biggest challenge as CEO of this footy club? Uh, Membership growth is really important, Andy. I I think that... um, as, as a club, we, we we absolutely want to keep pace with those bigger two or three clubs. Yep. And I think we all know who they are. You know, the Collingwood and Richmond, and they've got 100,000 plus. Um, we need to stay within that market um, and not just expect that our people are just going to show up just yep. because you, you're successful on field. There's a real connection piece. You know, for us, it's about Geelong hospitality, Geelong manners. I think that's, that's our point of difference. And in a market where there's 18 clubs, you know, you, you, you want to make sure that you do have a point of difference. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't want to be the same as what everyone else is rolling out. We're in a region. Um, our community is really important to us. And so for us, it's 100,000 members, um, you know, certainly is, is front of mind uh, for me. And, and making sure, too, that we're transitioning into our future as well. So we're not just looking after today. We're, we've also got a foot um, firmly planted into the future, which is if you go back to the trade period and the draft period, we we went into that period with that in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned 100,000 as a potential number. There's going to be 40,000 seats in this place. So you're never going to be able to offer a spot in the ground to every one no. of those. Hundred. What, how big is that challenge? To con- You mentioned connection. Yeah. To connect to supporters of the club who might not ever come to a game of footy, but they want to feel like a member. Yeah, part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's, um, yeah, it's, it's a really important discussion that it's the non-attendance membership. Yeah. Um, that's available to, to everybody. Um, there's our AFLW um, program as well. You know, you can have a membership within that um, also, and that, that's a really important part of our program. We play two home games at the MCG. That's yep. really important yep. as far as that build goes as well. Is that still a tough sell? Do you still get pushback from local members about that, losing a game at Kidinia, at GMHBA? Oh, look, there's, there's no doubt that there's always a, a discussion around that. But as a club, you know, we're aiming for 90,000 at the MCG yeah, yeah. round one. Like, that's... They're games you want to be involved in. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's, that's exceptional. There's a great rival, rivalry that's, uh, that is building between... Um, you know the cats and, and the pies, and, and we're, we're we're really excited about the fact that we've got that fixture. Our fixture, you know, we've got that game against uh, Hawthorne um, Easter Monday. You know, it doesn't matter where the teams are at; um, it's always a competitive game. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they beat us last That's year. True. Yeah, you know, one of yeah. the teams that actually knocked us over last mm, year. Mm. So, so we we think um, you know, there's a there's a big opportunity in Melbourne, but at the same time there's an even bigger opportunity in this region as well. So it's bringing that together. Well, that's what you're going in a moment. How have you done it? How have you done the list management, the 30-pluses? How, how have you done that? How has, has there been a trick to that? Um, I, I don't think it's... It's never a trick, um, because if, if it is, that, um, that sort of... <laughs> They work it out, don't they? Yeah, they do. Some of you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But is it a strategy? Was yeah, it a it genuine, yeah. conscious strategy? Yes, definitely. And I, I go right back to... You know, Mark Thompson when he was coaching and, and one of the reasons why we went um, and selected Chris Scott was because there was strong alignment as to um, we, we work here for the athlete. Yeah. And and that's male or female. You know, they when they walk through the door here, like even in my role as CEO, I'm here to give them every opportunity to be the best they can be. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and, and we 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 unashamedly own that. Like I've shown up here as a 17-year-old, and I think the important thing is that I haven't forgotten that. 
And so you, I played in two losing grand finals. Mm. My job is to make sure the athletes that show up here get an, the same opportunity yep. and then complete the task. Yep. Um, now, you know, we weren't able to through the uh, 80s and 90s, but, um, you know, Chris has been really strong on that. Mark Thompson was strong on it. And what we've done is we run like a university model program whereby there's, there's um, the opportunity for the player to have ownership in their decision-making, you know, and that's right throughout so, the day. So it's easy to say that, right? That, that sounds like... But it feels like you guys actually live that down here. That, well, that's all the feedback you get from... Particularly from blokes who have been at other clubs, yeah. like an Isaac Smith. Mm. You hear him yes. talk about the experience down here, yeah. and it's it, like a revelation to him. Yeah, it, it, it's real, and, and you're right to call it out. It's, it's easy to say. We, you know, we don't soapbox it. We don't go and advertise it. Um, it is a, a, about empowering the athlete. And I, and I think that's where world sport's going. Mm. I mean, but, but, in, but, but the thing about it is empowering the athlete, you, you've gone down a strategy that if didn't work, everyone would go, what are these? They're old. And it, it took a degree of risk, I would think, in order to do it. But if you've got yeah, the strategy I, I, and the plan... I, I don't think there is risk in that because they, they are... The athletes got total control with what's going on. Like, you, you, you can't sit on the athlete's shoulder mm. when you're facing the Sydney Swans in a grand final. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I can't do that from yeah. the grandstand. They have to take care of all of that. And so, I, I, yeah, I, I think there's far less risk because you're actually providing the opportunity for the players to, to get into a part of the ocean that's far deeper than, mm. than what, where I can take them. Yeah. It's, it's up to the individual to go there rather than just... Swimming in shallow yeah. water. Yeah, so I, I guess far more, less risk. more the age profile thing that st sticks yeah. out to me. We've got to let you go. Uh, thanks for having us. Thanks for letting yes. us be part of it today. Good luck for 23 and beyond. Thanks for coming Thank up. You. For thanks, chat. guys. Stephen Hocking, the CEO of the Geelong Footy Club, joining us up here. 90,000 V the Pies, MCG, round one, ticketech.com.au is the place to go and get your tickets. Well, well, well. Damien Harvey, you know, you're about to join us. But. We're underway here at Kennedy Park. The Cats and the Hawks, Hawks in 34-degree yes. heat down here. It's going to be eight 30-minute periods played. Uh, the bulk of the AFL list squads are out there at the moment. Game's been going for 45 seconds, and Hawthorne off half-back. Bing, 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 bang. Jarman Ipswich to 50 on the run. Uh, kicks the first of the game. And you've never seen a bloke get up and about more than Andrew Gaze. Stephen Hocking's in the box next to us. He's giving him the bird and all sorts of stuff. You're out hey. outrageous behaviour. What's going on here, though? We've got uh, an infringement. Well, you're not allowed to call the game. Damien, oh. Damien Hardwick's standing by. He's got his blokes going around at Arden oh, Street. I'd be very, very concerned if he's just saw what I saw from the back line all the way through untouched. <laughs> it is medicinal cannabis awareness week. In the Richmond. And I haven't been taking any of it. <laughs> the Richmond coach has been good. Good enough to join us. Damien, thanks for your time. <laughs> oh, no, we've got some issues with your line, dear. We might uh, get you to spin around and face the other direction or something or other. If you, We can hear bits and pieces of you there, mate. So hopefully we'll give it another try and see how we go. No, that's go. perfect, mate. Oh, Dimmer, you should be, I tell you. You'd be as nervous as a chicken on Christmas Day right now because <laughs> the Hawks have just made a bold statement in the very first play of 2023. It was fantastic to watch. Did you want me to answer that? Did you go? <laughs> I'm not too sure, but anyway. <laughs> hey, we, we had... Uh, mate, thanks for coming on the show. and Good, good luck tomorrow with your, your first real hit out against another opposition. We're keen to see what yes. your footy team does this year for a whole lot of reasons, obviously. But... 
it is Medicinal Cannabis Awareness Week, and we had Dr. James Stewart on talking about it yesterday, and we've had Lauren Jackson on the show in the past talking about it, and we know that it's it's something that has been really helpful to you. Why did you start using it, Damien, and, and for what reason? Well, look, I think like uh, like most people who played sport at a relatively high level, the fact of the matter is your, your body probably doesn't tolerate any inflammatory to the level that it should. So, oh, jeez. You know, one of the things that's been the last time for me with inflammation and, and better sleep. So it's yeah. a real... A real life change for me, and it's been such a um, significant, you know, change in the, my body, but also my sleeping pattern as well. And what about, is it the type of impact that uh, even with some of your players, would you recommend it uh, for, for the younger people that are coming through? No disrespect to you, of course, but uh, for the youngers <laughs> with the, the rigours of, of elite uh, athletes. I know Lauren Jackson, she speaks highly of what has been able to, to do for her is it is it something that you would recommend for for like people like your players yeah absolutely and, and levin's working through that at the moment with regard to you know looking at exemptions obviously there's some some issues through with sada and wada that they have to work through at the moment but um you know from a purely you know use of medicinal marijuana sorry medicinal cannabis i think it's very very useful are you getting echo you guys there or is it just me no we're we're not so uh, we've had a few technical issues down here today so is it unbearable for you or can you can you push through it we can, uh, well, we can either that or listen to Gazy talk about horse or Let us know if we have to call we'll you back. Well, okay, good, good. So, so what did you know about it, Tim? There would have been, I imagine there's a bit of a stigma in the community for whatever particular reason, or probably for the obvious reasons, but did you need to, um, you know, do some research or have some people convince you that, you know, it, it was all kosher and, and ready to be used? Yeah, absolutely, and that's one of the reasons I joined the, joined Levin Health. You know, one of the reasons I jumped on board with the, the, the you know, the stigma associated with medicinal cannabis is, is prevalent and something that I sort of looked at as well. So, you know, the reasoning for it, for me, I, I mark uh, Brayshaw across from the Coaches Association to Levin, and you know, I spoke to Dr James and we went through a pretty thorough procedure to find out whether it'd be recommended for myself and uh, as I said previously, it's been a real life change with regard to you know, inflammation, pain and, and sleep becoming much, much better. And how do you take so how do you sorry, how do you take it? What's the form? Is it a is it a tablet or how do you how do you use it? Yeah, it's an oil, so I take a mill a day. So sometimes I take, you know, 0.75 and then a top-up of 0.25 to, to get me through. But, you know, it's a relatively simple procedure. And, you know, once I have it, I liken it to my... You know, when you sort of go from Melbourne and you head up north and the body feels a hell of a lot better? Yes, I know. Very, very much like that. Yeah, right. So it's been, a, it's been a great eye-opener for me and something that I'll continue to get people to, to go to their doctor and ask the question. And what are the... Are there any negatives associated with it? That do, is, there, is there something you've just got to be cautious about when you take it? Oh, we spoke today about driving, whether when you, you, you might be a little impaired because of it. Is, is that something you've experienced as well? No, because I take the THC, which has the um, sorry, I take the CBD, which has the THC out of it. So from my point of view, because it's a prescription, it's it's fine. But um, the one thing that probably is more associated with is the stigma, which is the reason I that I joined the Eleven Health. Like 
when I first informed the players that I was on it, they said I was up the back of the coach's box smoking bombs. But um, <laughs> anyway, we've sort of moved past that now, and the players have got a great understanding. But, but Jack Rewald continues to throw the Bob Marley reminiscence and throw those thick hats and all those bags carrying his stuff. But, but overall, it's been a really positive experience for me. If you, if you, if it, you feel like this is you know hitting some buttons for you and you're listening to and you're living with some discomfort go to www.drjs.com.au to find out more damien how how real and sharp was the pain that you were living with yeah well i i had a mountain bike accident when i uh sort of the back end of my career got my ambitions completely mixed up with my ability level and managed to do myself a little bit of discomfort and put myself through some significant pain and the acute nature of that pain was something I had to live with. And over time, the use of the anti-inflammatories become harder and harder to take when you get older. So the positive for me was when I did get on the medicinal um, cannabis, it certainly made a difference to, to not only my pain, but also, you know, the lack. I didn't have to take those anti-inflammatory tablets anymore. I'm I'm all in on this. So after hearing the conversation yesterday, you get to that point where you're looking for something that can do better than what you've been dealing with in the past. How do you go? About, how do you get? How do you get the stuff? Like, how, is it is it difficult to get? Well, end of the day, you go to a, like for example, I went to Dr. James. We step through the process about what my pain's like. He asks a lot of questions, and we go through a, a really thorough process to make sure it's appropriate. It works for me. It's appropriate for me. It's not going to be for other people, but you know, it's a prescription type um, procedure that, that obviously requires professionals to make. So, you know, my um, opinion is go and see your doctor, talk through your options, and, and work your way through it. In particular, go and see Dr. James. I'm not sure why I call him Dr. James. I just call him Dr. Oh, there could be any number of reasons, and we don't need to dive into those uh, right now. But, um, that's the personal health stuff, and it's and it's look. Hey, it sounds like it's worth doing some really significant work for a lot of people who have put their body through the rigors through their professional life. So, if you're one of those, um, seek it out. Go see your doctor, like Damien said. The business of footy, you know, has been kicking off for a while for you, but never really ends for you, I'm sure. But it's another big step up tomorrow. Hot day. Uh, Arden Street, you're going to have a, you know, Clarko's going to have his team pretty wound up, I reckon. What are you expecting to get out of, what do you want to see from your blokes tomorrow? Yeah, I think we've worked on all summer to look at our systems and process about what that looks like. And the, the scoreboard's important, don't get me wrong, but, you know, tomorrow we're, we're more looking at the, the fact of how we play and how we defend and, and especially some of the things that we've been put to work over summer. So we're looking to see how those hold up under under opposition. You know, we've played against ourselves for a period of time, which can be a little bit frustrating, yep. a little bit chirpy, a little bit punchy. So we're looking forward to playing some, uh, some real opposition come tomorrow. And uh, the league owes you and the, your team uh, a debt of gratitude because uh, it's a style of play that a lot of teams are trying to emulate. We just had uh, a Hawthorne guy coming, Rob McCartney coming saying, listen, we modelling a lot of the stuff from what you guys did. Uh, are you evolving? Are you, is, it, is it still that what you've been trying to do over the last few years? Are you going to continue that or is there something different? Yeah, it'll be something a little bit different. We've got to consistently evolve, as you said. It really is a, a copycat league. You know, we effectively took bits and pieces of, of other teams' game styles and, and then have morphed into a little bit of our own. But, 
the reality is we can, we've got to consistently challenge ourselves to get better in certain facets of the game. The game consistently challenges and we've got to be what we think ahead of the curve. And, you know, hopefully we are, but the reality is there's seven in other sides that are trying to bring us back. And, you know, we're no different than that with, with the sides of the Bubbers finished above us last year. So I think what I do know is I think the AFL season can't come soon enough. Players are looking forward to it. I think the fans just can't wait for the season this year. And I've got no doubt that the practice matches that we're watching now that'll come through that you know the people will just uh, just wear their appetite for the season proper Dame we'll let you go because of the echo can I just ask you the one obligatory question about um, Dustin he's obviously been a generational talent and whether you're Barry for Richmond or not you're interested in him he hardly missed a game for the first 10 years of his career and then 16 in 21 and 9 in 22 what what are you banking on what you personally what, what are you hoping to get out of Dusty uh, in 2023 Oh, I think not only me, but I think the football community in general wants to see Dustin on the field. You know, he's a match winner, he's a game winner. He's just one of those guys that you're happy to pay money to go and play. So, look, we know that if Dustin's on the field, he's going to help us win a lot of footy games. Um, what that role is this year will be a, possibly a little bit different than you've seen before. We're really excited about it as a team. We're looking forward to seeing what that comes through with. If you hit turn up at Arden Street tomorrow, might you get a glimpse of that, or is he going to be rested tomorrow? No, he'll 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 play. He's, uh, yep. he's looking forward to play. The one thing you always say about Dustin, he'll put his hand up to play anywhere, anytime. So, good luck. He's, he's probably scheduled to play three quarters, but I guarantee he'll probably play four. Mate, thanks for putting up with the echo. Yes. We're getting some um, feedback that that it has been uh, prevalent, so we appreciate you enduring. Um, thanks for having a chat about the medicinal cannabis too. I reckon there's going to be a lot of people when they hear people like you talk about it who yeah. are living with pain will think well if it's good for enough sure. for Lauren Jackson good enough for Damien Hardwick it's good enough for me to have a crack at so uh, thanks yeah. for coming on and having a chat about it today thanks guys I might have to have another whack of it now putting up with this <laughs> good luck for the year mate all the best coach of the Richmond Footy Club that website again drjs.com.au you're interested aren't you and, 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 and sorry just before apologies for the apparently we did, there was an echo we don't know what the source of that was so we, we do apologise yeah he was on the phone of course and he wasn't sitting here with us no, so where there's not a lot we could have done about it at the time so uh, I am because uh, it's the the little things it's mm. the little niggles that you put up with and the older you get the harder it is and if you've got something can help alleviate uh, some of that suffering why wouldn't you oh, I don't understand why you wouldn't uh, we'll take some calls uh, from Tiger fans best call is going to win a Richmond membership pack in 2023 it is a new chapter oh. we've spoken about the Hawks obviously with Rob McCartney we've got the chance to throw the lines open now we've been flat out with Steve Hocking Rob McCartney and Damien Hardwick on the way through to where we are now at a quarter past four so if you've got a view on you know what you're expecting out of the Cats we're down at Cadinia Park this Hawthorne build, how patient are you as a Hawthorne supporter? Are you prepared to live with a year or to season or two of, you know, moderate wins, if that is to be the reality? And Richmond, mm. is this the most talented group of players that you've seen? Just pound for pound, player for player, is this actually the most talented Richmond list that you've seen? through this amazing period for the footy club. That, anything else you would have put, want to put on the agenda? We've got a heap of stuff to give away. We've got the flights on the plane with us yeah. down at King Island if you want to play some golf, uh, March 5 to March 7. Yeah, we've got some attractive football being played here well, too. Well, my word, we have. Uh, what are we? 14, nearly 15 minutes into the opening quarter. Geelong 2-2-14. Hawthorne 2-1-13. Jeremy Cameron kicked an absolute 
barn burner to get the cats on the board. So feel free to, the lines are yours to do with what you will for the next five to ten minutes. Feel free to get on the line and have a chat. Cats 4 2 26, Hawthorne 2 1 13. Live scores from the practice game down here at Kidinia Park. Geelong are lining up. Mark Blitzarves from 20 metres. I'm not allowed to call the game, but so I won't call the kick. But no. he's about to put their fifth on the board. And after a bright start from the Hawks, uh, some lax defensive work from the Hawthorne Footy Club. Structures weren't quite What's there, going on with your microphone? Oh, am I not on? There you are. Stick that under oh, your nose. Oh, sorry. Much better. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's much better. Yeah, it's it's been a, uh, a disappointing couple of minutes by the Hawks, but, hey, I like the free-flowing nature of the game. All duck or no dinner with the Hawks just at the minute. They're, they're sort of, um, yeah, they're having a All crack, duck, but no dinner. Got a little bit uh, lost in the transition and uh, a, a couple of breakdowns, but yeah. that's all right. Uh, Jai Newcomb just gave away the 50-metre penalty. That uh, are, we, are we allowed to say this? Yeah, we're allowed to say that. Yeah, yeah just yeah, gave yeah, away just, yeah, the 50-metre uh, yeah. Penalty that allowed uh, Blitzarves to uh, kick the uh, 20 metre goal out. There is something particularly impressive about uh, Geelong. I know that's not breaking any big. No. It's not exactly the Da Vinci code oh, of football, sort of is it? See it it's you? not exactly the Da Vinci code of no. footy, but uh, they, uh, they're pretty good. They're no, they pretty are good, very the Cats, nice. and they look pretty goddamn strong all over the ground. Eddie, just at the minute. Uh, Frank's in Geelong, where we are, uh, as a matter of fact, and has uh, been good enough to jump on the Odie Cologne. Uh, good afternoon to you, Frank. So, fellas, how you going? Love the show. Yeah, good, Frankie. Top of the world, bro. Um, on this, the cannabis oil, the medicinal cannabis oil. Yes, yes. I'm 64. Um, I got diagnosed two and a half years ago with lung cancer, liver cancer, two brain tumours, and already oh. had a heart condition. Jesus. Now, I, Sorry to hear that. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't apologise, mate. What's your fault? I'm going great guns. I'm going good. great. Good. Oh, good, good on you, Frank. I fine. I'm positive as hell, so with the cannabis oil, I'd be screwed without it. Really? Just in pain relief you're talking about? Pain, sleep, nausea, and general well-being, mate, it's better than any pill I've ever taken in my life. So are you the oil as well, Frank, like Dimmo? Are you the same sort of treatment that Damien Hardwick's using? No, I'm, I use two mil a day. Yep. And my cannabis oil has a little bit of THC in it. Right, okay, yep, yep. Ah, oh, okay. So you've got to be I cautious. Get, I get woken up, yeah. up at 2 o'clock every morning with severe pain. Right. And I start taking that, and it keeps me away from morphine tablets and oxycodone and all that sort of stuff. And okay. you, you'd have to be a little cautious. I don't know if you're still, if you're still driving, but uh, when it's got both the substances in there, the way I'm under, learning about this, Andy, you've just got to be mm. a little cautious about that. Uh, is that. Is that the instructions you've been given as well? Yeah, oh, can I be honest? Yeah, my doctor says to me, you drive. I said, yeah. He said, how can you? Rah, rah, rah. I'll be honest with you. I've been pulled up by the police spot check, and I've been drug tested while I've had the oil, and it's never shown up in two years. Okay, you you such a low dose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. Oh, Frank, yeah. hey, for a bloke who's dealing with the stuff that you're dealing with, mate, um, your disposition is an inspiration to all of us, uh, and I'm glad to hear that uh, you, like so many others, of getting a really positive response from the medicinal cannabis, mate. Yeah. So thanks for your call, and um, great to hear from you. Johnny's in Canberra. Uh, welcome to the show, John. Yeah, hi, Andy. And Andy... Uh... I just thought I'd mention uh, a couple of things that I haven't heard mentioned by any of the things about Richmond. Uh, because I believe they've, uh, they've, although Dimma said uh, it's all going to be part new, what they've seemed to have done to me is uh, they've replaced really like for like with some of the major things that have been good for them in the past. 
with Taranto and Hopper. And I haven't heard this said about Taranto and Hopper yet, but Tim Taranto is almost the exact swap for, uh, for Craig Lambert. Replaces him almost exactly. And, uh, and I reckon Jake, and Hopper, Jake Hopper uh, replaces uh, Cox in the centre square. Almost like for like, the big grunt guy. Yep, yep. And, uh, and that leaves... Uh, well, if he's when Damien Hardwick talks about the most talented list that he's had at his disposal, John, um, you've, you've outlined a couple. You've seen sort of like for like comparisons, and some would suggest that they might even be, you know, in terms of one of those. With all due respect to Kane Lambert, who's a fantastic footballer for the footy club. I mean, if Tim, Tim Taranto, he, I mean, he at his best is an A-grader. And um, Lambert, for all of his honesty and, you know, ball-winning ability and toughness, and you know, he got great reward and, uh, and um, impact from him. But gee whiz, mate, if Taranto can get to his very best, he might be able to elevate this group. And you know what? If... if if Dusty can't be... I'm fascinated now, based on what Damien Hardwick just said about, you know, there's a new role for him and we'll probably get to see a bit what of it. it I was trying to think of well, what... Maybe sort of up the field. Maybe a bit, I don't know. I can only think it'd be more permanent forward. Ah, right. So maybe... Well, that's live, not really that new, That's though, not, but there might be a way they're going to use him. I, I, I don't know, because he's sort of done it all. I mean, yeah, I know. Martin's uh, sort of done it all. Well, it might be new in relative to the last couple of seasons. It's not going to be behind the footy. We know I that. I thought so. No, no, he's... So, so if Martin, if they've got this role for Martin, which sees him play less midfield time, then Taranto coming in there, if you've got Cochin and Martin ahead of the footy, mm-hmm. and they're both right to go, gee whiz, there's, uh, well, hey, there's a bit to look forward to. If Dem is saying it's his best squad potentially what? ever. Yeah, that's right. That is high praise My for word. what he believes uh, this team can do. Spot on. Uh, Adams, in, thanks for your call, John. Adams in St Kilda. Good afternoon, mate. Uh, Andy and uh, Andrew, how are you going, fellas? Yeah, yeah good. good. Thank you. Well, with Richmond's list, they've the list that look on the AFL website. They've listed players like Jack Arts. I think he's playing a premiership. Josh no, Daddy's retired. No, I don't reckon Jake ever did, but keep going, yep. Riley Collier Dawkins. Shane Edwards has played a few premierships. And Will Smith, Will Martin's been the listed. Matthew Parker, Sydney State. You think Richmond will be able to replace those players? Oh yeah, yeah. I reckon they will be. I reckon they'll be able to, Adam. No doubt. I reckon they've um, the 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 two frontliners they brought in add a touch of class right from the word go, and it means that they they're, they're genuine midfielders, the both of them, and it means they can be more um, experimental with a couple of these other players that we've already spoken about. So. Yeah, I think they'll be able to cover them, Adam. Look, Shane Edwards at his best was a unique type of play, but, um, you know, his best was past him, and we're looking forward to the next wave, and it's going to be right in front of us, Adam. Can't wait to see what the Tigers start producing. We're going to get to see it from Arden Street tomorrow. Uh, Luke's in Preston, our great mate who talks Formula One with us. Hello, Luke. Oh, Lukey. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I hope you both well. You yeah, are going are, splendidly. Fantastic. So, yes, it is Formula One season now. We've got the uh, pre-season testing actually kicking off tonight in Bahrain. And for the first time, it's actually getting broadcast live on Foxtel as well. So you can catch that from around 6 p.m. tonight. Um, and that will run to, a, I think, a 3.30-ish in the morning. So 
It'll be the first showing of the of the new cars this year out on track and uh, get a bit of an understanding of who will be where and, and it'll be really awesome to see how Oscar Piastri will go. And What's then as well as that... Uh, other, other than Pi- oh, sorry, Luke, other than Piastri, what are you most looking forward to? Uh, there's a few things. So there's been a lot of hype around the Mercedes this year. Um, they unro- uh, unveiled their car last week and, and it does look probably arguably I think it's the nicest looking car on the grid. So it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back this year after a pretty troublesome time last season. But yeah, definitely Piastri is a, a big one. But I also want to see the return of Nico Hulkenberg. So he's been out of the game for the last four seasons. He's had a few filling roles uh, when some drivers got struck with COVID. He's, he's sort of stepped in, but he's got a full-time seat with Huss. So that'll be good to see as well. But yeah, it's all kicking off tonight and... Uh, Drive to Survive is out tomorrow night on Netflix, I believe, at 7 p.m. our time as well. well that's when Gazy sort of I steps into the expert's chair once he starts watching a bit I love of Drive to Survive. About it. Yep, yep. Although I'm sort of 12 months behind, but because with my knowledge, because it's all sort of happened. But uh, yeah, it's uh, ex- exciting times. And let's not forget, we're not that far off from our very own Grand Prix, Grand Prix which is coming up soon. I'd when is that? Drive around uh, Albert Park quite regularly, and the it's coming together. And Are we seeing the infrastructure getting? It uh, is very much. Uh, I've not been down there for a little while. No, it is, and it seems like there's a few more. Still got any people? grandstand hospitality? Okay. Uh, uh, new new constructions. How about the uh, the people who tie ribbons around trees and stuff? Are they still down no, there? Uh, I, I are think, they long gone? Are they? I think they've. Uh, so no more protests. Save Albert Park and all that stuff. I, I think they realise that that. Uh, that they missed out on that one. So it's just got to be just, tough one. Yeah. Horse bolted and, you know. Mm. No, they, they fought a good fight. <laughs> they, they look good on them. You know, that's it's one of the great benefits of living in a democracy. <laughs> Quarter time here at Kennedy Park. Geelong 5 3 mm-hmm. uh, They have uh, put all, No, they haven't quite put them to the sword, but after a very bright start by the Hawks. Uh, Geelong uh, have taken complete control here in the opening quarter. Hawthorne 2-2-14. Jeremy Cameron playing on James Blank. Uh, Jimmy Blank's got a very tough three quarters in front of him based on what we've seen in the opening quarter here. Cameron Cameron looks every bit the A-grade thoroughbred that we know him to be. Uh, Let's get the latest from the newsroom. Hey, Hey, listen, we've had it. Apparently we're getting some feedback that... Whenever we talk to someone down the phone line, we're getting this echo issue. Uh, so to all the feedback we're getting, we do apologise. It probably means we're going to have to go light on for calls for the rest of the show until we can get some uh, commitment, uh, confirmation from back in the uh, uh, studio that uh, the, uh, the uh, echo situation... What is we're, we're no longer on Echo Beach. And we're, we're uh, absolutely... Echo and the Bunnymen are no longer playing in the uh, no. auditorium. And we're, we're working with absolutely no safety net here because the we've got an internet issue. In, internet. <laughs> internet. Issue, internet. Internet. Internet's gone. Yeah. So, so it's um it's sort of old school. Very old school, mm. It's which is fine by me. We've got the TV review coming up. It was supposed to be your turn, but because you're not... Well, um, what are you going to give us? I've got, I've got something. I've watched three... Not now. I'll do it after the break. Right. Uh, but I've got something, and it's I've watched three episodes of this show on Apple TV, and I am mindful too, by the way, that uh, not everybody's got Pay all privilege. of the streaming services. So uh, I do apologise, but um, you know, there's all there's, but well, that shouldn't that shouldn't deter us mm-hmm. if we've seen something noteworthy That's or right. not uh, to steer people towards it. So that'll be coming up after that. Can I just put something to you about Australian cricket's under the microscope at the moment? It is. And we're waiting on confirmation out of the West that Cam Bancroft will be heading over. Now, again, we have no internet, so <clears throat> that might have already happened in the last 
90 minutes or so. If it has, let us know off the temper text because that's about the only communication with the outside world that we have just at the minute. We're, we're trusting that that's working. But I was reading a story before you came on air about Josh Hazelwood. Now, Josh Hazelwood, we've got a one-day series coming up after the Test Series in India. Josh Hazelwood has not been picked. So I want you, I want you to give me whether this passes the sniff test, right? Josh Hazelwood has not been picked in the Australian one-day international squad to play India after the Test Series. But he will the, be... Uh, limited, the 50 over stuff, stuff yeah. yeah. But he is going to be playing. He will take... So, because the Australians want him to rest and get ready for the Ashes campaign. He's right. clearly ca- carrying an injury at the moment. They want him to be cherry ripe so by the middle of the year. So, for the tests. Yep. Well, he's, I think tests. they're still... Yeah, who knows? They might try and get him up. We'll just, I'm not sure where he's at with his selectability in that regard. But they want to get him right for the Ashes campaign in the middle of the year. So, they're not going to rush him back for the one-day international series. They're going to take that off his plate. Get back home. Get your body right for the English because that becomes the next big target for us in the World Test Championship um, That if he's selected for that. But talk to me. he's still going to play in the IPL. Well, I think this is... is does that sit okay with you? Uh, well, it kind of does because you've got those... They're, to use your words, yep. exhibition games, aren't they? With The, the, the IPL... No, no. The, with the, the, you're saying he's not going to be there for the limited over the the. Well, they're not. Well, no, they're not the exhibition. White ball cricket. No. Well, well, if it's if that's well, now deemed into exhibition. Well, isn't cricket. it? Isn't it because no. then you're just preparing? It's they're, they're they're kind of preparations for the the major events, aren't they? The the well, they're World more Cup. Than, no, they're more than they're more than exhibition events. Right. I mean, we're we're always going to qualify for World Cup, so it's not it's not that vital that he plays in all of those obviously and they've been downgraded I think in the in the hearts and minds of most Australian cricket fans anyway the sort of run of the mill one day international games but if the Australians are saying Josh we want you to be right for England that's got to become your priority and Hazelwood says fine I'm not going to play in the ODI series but I'm still going to take the Quan out of India the seven and a half crore or whatever it is that whoever's Royal Challenge Bangalore or whatever yes. they are have paid for him. Does that this is the this we run into this from time well, to time and we can't begrudge the player from taking the money because it's a lot of money. But I don't know. It but just, Andy, how I, does it sit with you? I think if you're Cricket Australia, you've got to look at the big picture. If you try and fight this and try and deny the players the the, the levels of income that they can receive, mm-hmm. then I think you, you're on a path that it could end. Very messy. I agree. So you've got to find the balance, and you've got to put priorities on things. And when you've got a an individual that's likely to make a, I don't know what his salary is uh, right now, but he's Please likely to make okay. a large sum of money. Mm. And to deny him that to play in a in this particular one day, what? How many is it? Is how many uh, uh, games are there? Against India, yeah. oh, my guess it's four, three four. or four. Yeah. yeah. So, so to deny him that money just to play in that, I think that that uh, that would not do the relationship well with the players. Have they lost control of their players? They haven't lost control, but I think they're trying to do their best to manage it, to 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 find the balance. Where okay, we understand on this circumstance that you're going to have to do this, but hey, whatever it takes to prepare yourself the right way for the Ashes. Let's get it done. There's got to be a bit of give and take when there's that much money involved for the individual involved. And it's, it can be difficult. And I get your point. And it, 
kind of renders these games like I was... If they're not exhibition games, it's heading towards exhibition Mate, games. Mate, I've, I've got this much interest. So and I'm making, said, I'm making, the, I'm making a big then. zero with my fingers. You are. I've got zero interest in the one-day international stuff anymore. Hey, unless it's a World Cup. I've got no interest in it. Well, I guess you... Now, I don't know how many people I speak... I speak on behalf of myself. I don't know how of many people... the World Cup, you have no interest. No, that's the only 50-over right. stuff that I care about. Yes. That's the only 50-over stuff I care... The rest of it, I don't waste my time with it now. And I wonder how many cricket fans feel the same way. But... Um, you can't... Just, but Andy, you put yourself... So Cricket Australia is trying to do the right thing by Josh Hazel. And I want you to put yourself in their situation. Who's? In, in Cricket Australia's yep, situation. Yep, yep. Do you really want to have that fight? No, you don't. You're right. Of so, course you So don't. if you're not going to have that fight, uh, you've got to try and figure out a, a formula for which you can get the best of both worlds. And sometimes that's not possible, so you've got to find the balance. Yep, yep. Fair enough. No, no, I think, I think that's right. Mm. I, I'm, I'm not... But it just... I don't know whether we've completely kind of come to terms with how that looks and how that sits. Mm. Um, well, here, here on, on the temperature. No, guys, they already have too much say, the players. Uh, it doesn't sit well with me, Hazelwood, playing uh, the IPL. Hazelwood is injury-prone and over the last two, has been injury-prone over the last so two or three years. So this is my point in this one. I'm not, not normally... If Josh Hazelwood's 100% fit and he just says, oh, you know, makes the, we'd like you to rest, right? You're fit, but we'd like you to rest for the Ashes. And he says, nah, I'm fit, I'm, I'm at Mally Bull, and I'm going to go and play in the IPL because of the money. Different story. Well, but at I, the I, moment, he's, the point is that, that he is carrying injuries. And Cricket Australia is deeming in this case that the best thing for you after this Indian test mm. campaign is not to go and play, mm. not to play cricket, to go and rehab for a couple of months mm. and get yourself ready for the Ashes. Well, I think you're... And he's saying, nah. Yeah, I think... The anger would more anger would more be is if you know what I might be okay to, to play this last test in India. I might be there, but then it's I'm, I'm jeopardising the big bucks. In, oh, I understand that's that. When I no, think, no, I understand that's when all I think that. Cricket Australia is within their rights to say no, 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 no. If you're right to go, you're you're putting your risk factor with us, erring with us, not the IPL. Well, that's my. But that's different to what. To, to the, what follows after the test. That's, but that's what I'm talking about. That's the stuff that doesn't quite sit right. We're at Kennedy Park. The Cats are kicked one early in the second quarter. 6-3-39. Hawthorne lining up. Jacob Kaziski's got a shot from about 45 out. As good as directly in front. The Hawks 2-2-14. Don't forget, tomorrow we're at Berwick BMW. The sale event is on tomorrow until Sunday. We're there from 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Come down, say good day to us, and look at their magnificent cars. Oh, beautiful vehicles. Andy and Gazy's TV review. Well, they're gonna tell me and they're gonna tell you which show we should watch. Bow, bow, bow. Look, we're, we're, look, we're like we're on a bike at the moment and we're pedalling to generate our own electricity just at the minute. So it's, a, it's all happening down here at Caninia Park. I will say this. Uh, if you were concerned coming into 2023 that Ollie Henry, uh, the, the homesickness that he was suffering last year, uh, and you were worried about him, I think you can put that to one side. Mm -hmm. Rest assured that young Ollie Henry... He kicked one in the first quarter. He, he and his brother are playing alongside I one another. It was him anyway. It was. And uh, they look quite likely uh, and lively alongside one another. So uh, if you were worried about young Ollie, oh, uh, I think he's bounced back quite nicely. Cat 7-5-47, Hawthorne 2-3-15. Um, two things very, very quickly. If you want to watch 
a movie that will take you to the very edge uh, of what you're able to consume because of the grittiness and not fear. No, 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 no. The grittiness and the realism uh, of it, but there is some unbelievable humanity in it along the way as well. All Quiet, the remake, the Netflix remake of All Quiet on the Western Front is oh, yes. superb. Oh, Absolutely superb. Smashed it in the awards. One, it's been nominated for 14 BAFTAs and about 15 Academy Awards. Mm. Don't watch the, subtitle, watch the subtitle one. Don't watch the overdub. Right. You've, if you know, the, I started watching the overdub and it was horrible. Right. The subtitle, you've, only got, to, you've got to watch it with the subtitle. So uh, that is a five thumbs up. From this reviewer, five, five thumbs that's, up. That's capacity. That's five thumbs up from this reviewer. Wow. There's a little TV show that I started watching, noticing that it's not getting great numbers on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. But sometimes the you've got to, you're talking about, yeah. Right. But sometimes you've got to back your own eye with okay. these things. It's this little show called Invasion, and it's about uh, Earth has been visited by an alien species that is threatening to. Uh, uh, overwhelm our human kind of like the Last of Us type uh, setup. Uh, well, that was a virus, but yes, yeah, but, but yeah, similar, similar, similar type, so, yeah, type, so, yeah, similar type of kind Different of genre. Reason for the uh, tragedy. Got, got a few, yeah. Well, maybe that's why I'm into it. I found right. Sam Neill was the hook, so I started watching it. Um, Got a few jump out of your suit moments. Yeah. Follows follow sort of four or five different mm-hmm. stories. The, mm-hmm. the, the Japanese astronaut one, a little slow for my liking. Uh, but a couple of the yarns are not bad. So at the moment, I'm three episodes into Invasion. Right. Two and a half, mm-hmm. wavering between three and two. Right. But all quiet on the Western Front. I don't know whether we're going to get any feedback regarding this on the... Needs uh, to lift, though. Is that what you're four, saying? Yeah, it does. It needs to finish oh, strong. Right. Um, but all quiet on the Western Front. Uh, five, five thumbs up right. the whole way through. So check it out. Uh, find it, watch it, but watch the subtitled version if you wouldn't mind. If you got any feedback for us, send it through on the 40 Winks temper text. Invasion. Feedback. How many? Th- what'd you give it? Three. <laughs> it's wobbling between two and three. Two and three. Two point Wobbling. Five. It could be a two by the end of it if it doesn't okay. lift, but it might get itself to oh, a three, which nice. is a pass mark. Well, two and a half is actually a pass right. mark if you think about it. Well, like you say, maybe the audience can jump on and uh, just give Andy a little bit of a, a helping hand, but uh, the Rotten Tomatoes uh, response is not great. Not great, no. nor is the IMDb feedback. So um, looking forward to yours uh, next week because it was supposed to be you today and you're all about discipline and doing it on the, on the right day. I am. So I'm looking forward to what you come up with. Hey, just uh, now I'm going to have to ship off. Ship Ship off with a P. Have you done much work on the so, Bahrainians? I have. Yeah, good. I've given them uh, a, a going over. Oh, so tonight, if you oh, if you're not watching any of the other programs, uh, check out the the Boomers. Oh, uh, let's go ahead. <laughs> the Boomers are going to be playing by Bahrain. Where can we tonight. watch this game? On ESPN. Now it's a 7 p.m. tip off, so uh, you're going to have to tune in a little bit earlier than you normally do. 7 yeah, p.m. tip off. That's why I have to uh, ship off. Uh, a, Ever so slightly, probably won't be a little earlier. Probably won't be watching that game. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I don't think there'll be huge numbers for the Bahrain <laughs> Boomers game tonight, Keith. They've only won two games in the qualifying, so that they're not going great. Yeah, yeah. No, this shot wasn't. Um, Ollie Dempsey has just kicked a cheeky little goal down here. It's getting a bit messy. He's run rings around about three Hawthorne defenders, mm. uh, and Geelong are making a real mess of you blokes. Eight five fifty three. Mm. The Cats. Hawthorne two four sixteen and. Uh, Geelong. Very sharp. Purring. The delivery, uh, the way in which they uh, are finding targets, uh, yeah. consummate ease. It's spot on. Tell you the truth, I wish I was home. <laughs>
<laughs> you probably do if you're a Hawthorne supporter and you've decided to come down to GMHBA Stadium uh, to watch their first hit out against another mob in 2023 after a pretty bright start by the Hawks. They were uh, matching it punch for punch, Julio, in the first five or ten minutes, but... Since then, it has been one-way traffic. Very impressive, aren't they, the Cats? Uh, Sava Radagalia playing in defence is mm. interesting. I think JJ forecast that maybe late last year. They don't need any more good players, do they? But Tanner Bruin looks pretty at home in the midfield. Ollie Henry up forward looks pretty good. Jack Bowes is out there as well. So, um, and all really, we don't read too much into this, but no, they look pretty sharp. you don't. But the one thing that is a bit unsettling if you're a Hawthorne supporter is that Geelong are probably going, you know, probably at about 75 or 80%, you'd suspect. Uh, and yet the pressure has got Hawthorne, uh, particularly in defence, in all sorts of trouble. So they've had a couple of chains of footy. Kaczynski just drops a mark and it fumbles it out of bounds about 20 metres around from goal. But... There's been moments where Hawthorne have lost their way um, from a you know, from, from a composure perspective in defence, and um, Geelong's got another gear or two to find. You'd suspect on the back of this, so it is what it is. We understand that. Yeah, I think we know that these two teams are at very different mm. stages of their you know their, their particular football journeys. But um, we probably came down here today thinking that Hawthorne were the ones that are going to be pretty wound up and take, well, take it right to the, the opposition. The, the sniff that they were going to be, mm. uh, given that's what they've been like in their match simulation. Do you want to do some predictions? Yes, go on. Predictions? Yes, please. So, Gazy, Gazy wants to put in, on the uh, agenda that Fergus Green, the former dog that's now Hawk, uh, will kick 30 this year. 30-plus for Fergus Green. Well, he's got the number 26 on his back, and that number has been responsible back yes. in the day of black and white and the early stages of colour TV, responsible for a lot of goals kicked for the Hawthorne Footy Club. So, um, uh, yeah, well, it, I'll tell you what, if Fergus Green kicks 30 goals, that's a massive tick. That's pretty bold. That's played five games of footy. Yeah, that's, that's seven, eight. Mm. So we've had four predictions so far each. Uh, Gazy, everyone's involved a Hawthorne player or something about Hawthorne. He's had Hawthorne to win by eight-plus games. No reports for Toby Green and James Sisley. Lloyd Meek will be in the All-Australian discussion and now Fergus Green will kick 30-plus. Is he aware there's a few other teams in the competition? I think he is. He just doesn't know a lot about them. Well, maybe he needs to cast the net with a few of his... Throw it out on uh, his Twitter handle and maybe get some support from his legion of followers. What are you going with today? I'm going for one of the one no no one of the absolute straight up and down ones, and we'll all be asked to predict this at some stage. But I am the more I look at the Melbourne list, and I think I win the flag. Oh wow! Melbourne's winning the flag in 2023. What makes you say that? Well, just they they tick every single box. What about key forwards? Well, if you've got Ben, if you get the best out of Ben Brown and James McDonald, uh, um, Tommy McDonald, if you get the best out of those two. And that's not... That's a question, Mark. That, that is. But mm. they, don't, they, they, they don't have to become Franklin and Ruffhead. No. They just need to be Brown and McDonald. And then around them, you've got enough other blokes who can kick goals. I mean, they've got a goal-kicking midfield, particularly with Petrarca. Mm. If you think that, you know, the, between the Ruckman, they can kick one and a half or two goals a game. That's a win. Um, the kid on the half-forward flank kicks goals for fun. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that at their best, they cobble enough, they cobble together enough goals. Down the other end of the ground, they're rock solid. Their midfield is irresistible. So you just got to, you just got to bank on them being fit. This goes. If you're going to tip it to any that's team, to, anyone, whoever, yeah. whoever you're tipping to win the flag, injury plague teams that win. That's exactly right. And particularly if they lose, you know, injuries to key players. But I feel like um, they. 
last year stung them. I don't think the defence was what they wanted from themselves. Um, and I reckon they're burning a bit, Melbourne. Now, that will come to pass. Is Are they... What do they run into and, you know, how the list stays together and all of that sort of stuff. But uh, right here, right now, they just look like they've got most of the bases covered that you need to um, to be an elite team in a competition like this one. And I reckon they're the team to beat in well, my mind. Everyone's year. talking about Grundy coming in at Melbourne, which is fine. We get it. That's the big signing. But how shrewd do you think is the recruitment of Lockie Hunter? Well, see, he's another one. That he's a good player. Yeah, he is. Like, he's, he, yep. his level's... Haven't really dropped off that much. He's had a few issues off the field, mm. but it's almost an A-grade talent well, coming well, into your footy club. No question, and in a really important position. Mm. I mean, Melbourne use Melbourne use their wingers really well. Mm. They've turned that position along with others in the competition, and it's now become you know a really important teams holding their width and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and to have a le- have a really good high quality left footed wingman, mm. and when you've got a right footed yep. wingman on the other, that becomes you know that becomes a potential um, str- another potential strong suit for them. So I think it's a good point you raise. Um, uh, I, they just look. We know they've got the talent. We know that that's an absolute given. They they did it all, beat in a you know, COVID interrupted season uh, when they won the last one. But oh, I just think. You know, you can't disrespect who we're watching out here right now. Blimey, they've, they've added some quality plays to a team last year that was pretty good. And if Damien Hardwick tells us that it's the most talented Richmond team he's worked with in his time there, you've got to respect that. Um, Sydney will be burning after all. So we, all, we roll through all the others, and there's probably five or six that will give themselves a legitimate claim to be one of the teams to beat this year. But I just like the way Melbourne stack up and... They look, um, for me, they're the team to beat. Give me a boldness rating for these two off the 40 Winks temper. Right up. Uh, so uh, I'll do a gazy. Double five nine says Jack Gunston for the Brisbane Lions will kick 50 no, he won't. plus. That's 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 a boldness rating of nine. Okay. And what about this one? I like it, and I hope he does, but I don't think he will. Phil says Geelong will finish higher than Hawthorne this year. <laughs> That's that's in the negative. If you're allowed to actually drop below zero, uh, that that Phil, that is that. What about you? Where are well, you going? I'm going a little bit off the back of what you said the other day. With you know, you're big on the the two tweaks to the stand rule will be a success. Yeah, good. Yep. And I hear all these coaches talking about attacking footy, attacking footy. Scoring will go up this year, on average by one goal per game. Scoring, Scoring keeps going backwards. This year, upwards. What makes you say that? I just think. The stand rule helps again. And there, I think there's just a feeling across the competition that not many teams are going to play that defensively. Okay. They want to play like the Richmond style of footy. Good. They want to move the ball on. Kick goals. I so hope I'll, you're right. I hope you're right. We're, we all do. The candidate of that is... So Hawthorne's one of those clubs that said they want to do that. Mm-hmm. And hopefully a team like Hawthorne, who's not looking at 2023 as its season to peak... Hopefully they don't respond to the scoreboard. Yes. Hopefully they just keep playing the way that they mm-hmm. have declared they would like to play. They didn't really respond to the scoreboard last year. No, did they, they didn't. No, that's a good point. Mm. So uh, that'll be the challenge, though. If if the two or three teams that have said that's what we're going to do, and we you know we, we we tried it a bit, and we're going to build on it, and we're going to bring more of that into our game, and um, hopefully the the win loss doesn't get the better of them, and the scoreboard doesn't affect their own ambition and. And they keep doing it, irrespective of what you know the numbers on the big black thing over in the corner tell us. So, I hope you're right. So we'll wait and see whether that's the case, and we're all happy if you get it right.
For sure. Mm, he's, what about this one? Dusty to win the Coleman. That's bold. It's extremely bold. That's, it, very, that's a nine. Out of, okay, so it's extremely bold. Can you see it happening? No. So what do you got to kick I, to win I the Coleman? You got to win kick sixty-five. You got to be able yeah, to you kick, kick yeah sixty-five. So what's the best he's kicked in a year? For? I think it's about mid, forty-five. Mid forties. I, okay. I think he can kick fifty because Damien uh, did say in, the, in an article the other day he's going to play more forward. So if he can kick fifty, why can't he kick sixty-five? If he, uh, if he play, I think now I think sixty-five is too much. I don't think Dustin Martin can average three goals again. The problem with that is that he's going to have to play, uh, you know, more deep forward if that's the case. And I, don't, I think Revolt doesn't mind getting up the ground mm-hmm. a bit these days and be a bit of a link play between, you know, offence and defence, as we say. <laughs> but what do you do with Tom? Tom Lynch is a big factor. Uh, he's your stay-at-home man. That's So he and Martin are going to be fighting mm. for that. Now, listen, Carlton have had two players mm-hmm. in contention uh, alongside one another. In So you can have two players who kick a lot of goals in the one team. That's true. Uh, one doesn't have to you suffer have because of the other. two plus 50, yeah. That's right. Um... Oh, so I you're not. So you don't think it's as bold. No, as it is. I think. It's extremely bold. Mm. But but the but I like the idea of it, mm. and I, I love I, it. I don't think it's going to happen. But it's yes, you know, some nine out of ten as you go. Yeah, good. But it's bold. But it's never going to happen. Mm. You think it's a sniff? I reckon I can see a world mm. in which seventeen or eighteen rounds into the season, Martin sitting Ooh. in the top four or five in the Coleman. Oh, Richmond will be sitting in the top four or five in the ladder. Well, there's no doubt. The there's absolutely no doubt. His big challenge is going to be. And I just said, knowing that we're talking to Damien today, but his game's played are dropping off the cliff mm. in, his, in his career. He, he was bulletproof for the first eight or nine seasons that he played. And then he's, he's, he went from 22-23 every single year to 16 in 21 to 9 in 22. So the big challenge is, and we know he's had some, you know, mm. some off-field, yeah. some personal yeah. matters that have seen him miss some footy. Um, but they're going to have to try and make sure that he's, if you're going to win a Coleman, he's got to play 22, 23 games of footy. So. Well, I guess the one two years ago was a freak injury, the kidney. Yep. Last year was a couple of hammies, though. So yep. that's, that's right. getting into the soft tissue area. Hey, sports update for Simmons, the great Australian builder. Started by one tradie with a dream in 1949, now building thousands of Aussie homes. So Gil McLaughlin down in Tassie today. Yep. The 350 million. So this is the breakdown, he said, of how it's going to be spent. So a minimum of 15 million in the stadium, in the arts yep. and entertainment precinct. Ten million in the club's training and administration facility. Ninety-three million in game development. Thirty-three million to develop young male and female talent in Tasmania, and two hundred nine million in distributions to the new club over the first ten years to cover base funding, variable funding, AFLW funding, and special list establishment establishment funding to ensure a strong team from the start. They expect five thousand tourists per game. Right. AFL football per game. There. And 123,000 people per year from interstate and overseas for events at that stadium. 5,000 tourists per game. 5,000 per game. I, I got, does that sound like a lot or not? I, uh, does that, I don't even know how to process that. I think when a Victorian team goes down, that's probably about right. So when when the Adelaide Crows play in Melbourne, do we get 5,000 uh, Adelaide Crows? I reckon they're going well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, that well, that's this is a great thing about this is what the AFL does particularly well. Like they they've got them, they've got models that have, they've had in place for a long time with expansion teams, 
Um, and they can, pro based on the fact that this is a footy town, so it's going to have established, and the fact that Tasmania is an extremely easy state to get to, particularly if you live in the, you know, mm. the southeastern corner of Australia, which a lot of football supporters Correct. do. Um, that fit that that. Listening to you read that out, that feels particularly achievable. Yeah, I think so. Stuff. I think so. So we're not going to get a decision before the budget, are we? The no. May federal budget. Gil and McLaughlin basically conceded that today. How will that? Go? How do you reckon? We're well, neither of us are political scientists, uh, but how will that work in the broader community? If if the federal Labor government, who's required to find two hundred forty million there or thereabouts, it is mm. to to finish off um, the the required money to build the thing. How's that going to play? In the right, I don't think right community. now, fantastic. Not with interest rates and no, inflation, and, 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 inflation and, and cost of living. Mm. Probably not great. It's but a tough I think, sell, isn't I it? think they're going to do it eventually. Do yeah. you, you think? Oh, I feel yeah. like it's going to happen. Yeah, so do yeah, I. yeah, yeah. And that's what we said before. The ROI aspect of it all is critical. If they can convince us all mm. with that sort of data to create... And this, there, there will automatically be jobs created because the mm. thing's got to get built. So um, there's no question in the... However long it's going to take to build it, two years, two, three years in that phase of it, it'll be a boon for the construction industry in, yep. in, in Tassie and it'll create a heap of jobs. And then there's going to be the management of it thereafter, which ongoing employment... So, so there's all of that. they just got to be able to convince us that... Um, it ticks the boxes economically and um, they are left with a legacy uh, piece of infrastructure thereafter, which will change Hobart forever. Speaking of Tasmania, well done to Alex Pearce. Absolutely. Captain of Fremantle. They've had two Tasmanians as captains. Chris Bond oh, there, yeah, and cool. Alex Pearce. He's the 10th uh, skipper of the Dockers, pretty, I think I read. Yeah, 10th skipper and the vice captains are two of their best youngsters, Andrew Brayshaw and Caleb Sarong. So w did I read somewhere also that Sam Switkowski is part of the leadership yes. group? Yes. It's a hell I of love a, him there. Isn't that a great story? Mm, very good story. Five Box years, Hill, wasn't he? Yeah, mm -hmm. running around for Box Hill five years ago, this bike. Yep. And now he's an AFL lead. He's on an, a, 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 and a team that I don't know where Fremantle finish it. They well, they won't finish, make the eight, according to me. No, you, uh, they could finish anywhere from fourth to they could. 13th. No, no they, could, they could take another step forward, definitely. Yep, but you don't think they will? I don't think so this but year. But it's a hell of a story. I've always said so improvement's not linear. Um, okay, <laughs> You've been strong on it for a long time. Very strong. What about Bob Murphy doing a sit-down with Pav? On the Channel 9 I did, News I did the other day. It's getting a bit of me time, a bit of me time. Great to have you with us this Thursday afternoon coming to you from Kidinia Park. The Cats are back out, waiting for the Hawks to come back out for the second half. Warm conditions. couple of scrubbers coming on in the second half for Geelong. Norm Smith medalist, <laughs> Isaac Smith, Tom Atkins. You look at the group. Patrick Dangerfield deserves to be this joint's captain. I was going to ask you that. I reckon he did. Are we just... shocked if it's not Patrick? Oh, I'll be surprised. Yeah, I won't be shocked, but I'll be <laughs> very, 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 surprised. very surprised. <laughs> I think he just deserves it. And there's there's no shortage of options, mm -hmm. let's be honest. So they've got three or four blokes who yep, could Stewart, easily... Yep, Guthrie. Yep, 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 easily be captains of this footy club. And they might get their turn, you know, after if, if Dangerfield gets it and is around for a year or two. So, But you just I see the way he carries himself mm. around the group and he just... 
Anyway, we'll wait and see how that all plays what out. What do you make of the Alistair Clarkson story this uh, morning well, that Sam Edmonds spoke about? Now, there's since an apology's come out from yep. Alistair Clarkson saying that, you know, he went and apologised to Elizabeth Moss from Channel 9 and Channel 9 bosses uh, in person. To great regret, I overreacted to the Nine News reporter and made one comment to her along the lines, your time will come. The comment was in reference to facing intense scrutiny when you're in the public eye and how challenging that can be. When I was aware of the impact of the comment, I sought to apologise immediately to the reporter. I totally believe that. I, I totally get the fact that it wasn't... The intention of the words used were not what they could have been construed as. So, um, and it, it it warranted an apology because she's only there doing her job. And Clarko's been in a million press He's conferences. He's got to be better than that. Well, he does. And this is, the, this is the thing about language. This is the thing about the words you use and the way... And it's not just him. It's all of us. You know, it's everybody. We've just got to be more... Um, but considered, and we've just got to get it right in those in those moments. And he got it wrong, and she felt intimidated. I'm not going to put words into her mouth. She felt she felt troubled enough by it to report the incident to her bosses. They took it to North Melbourne, and and we now know that we've got an apology from from Alistair Clarkson. So I totally buy that he did not mean anything aggressive or or violent towards her by using the language, which could be taken that way. Um, but it's you can't in a workplace like this. You can't be doing that. You can't be using language. But like why that. get angry? Like you, you know, there's going to be reporters there, and they're going to doorstop you. Well, what's to get angry about? That's part of the landscape. I don't get why you're angry about that. And well, it, to be honest, yeah. at Hawthorne, he was a bit protected from that because at Waverley, Alistair and all the big name players just drove straight underground. Yeah. They were undoorstoppable. So there is a bit at Arden Street. That's not the case. There's a bit to that, mm. I reckon. Like the ge- the geography of the of the landscape and the access that you guys and you know news reporters get to the the group at, at the venue. So there's all and you look at you know he's, he's new and he wants to make his statement to his players at the new club and um, so there's all of that you know there's a, and but he's always been a highly emotional mm. um, competitive. At times aggressive. We've all felt, you yep. know, we've all been on the receiving end of a Clarko bake from time to time. So we, we know what it's like. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm sure if he had his time over again, he just wouldn't use those words. No comment. That's yep. all you have to say. Yep. No yep. comment. That's all. Just yep. walk past. Yep. No yep. comment. And, but the club was dealing with it, so. Mm. Uh, it's a, it been handled. We'll move on. And the rest will be what it will be. And the roadshow continues tomorrow. We're at Berry Boomed Up. Oh, you've been everywhere, man. So, honestly, if, you, if you're... If they've got their big sale event on. Mm. If you haven't seen their electric vehicles, uh, even if you're not necessarily in the market to buy, come on down and say good day and have a look. It's pretty impressive stuff. The cats are going on their merry way here at Cadenia Park. I'll speak to you tomorrow, boss. See we'll you then. See you at three.